On this episode of every Aussie number one song ever, we ask, do tradies get to ladies? And also, what the hell is a tinker? Plus, we talk covers, covers, covers. Let's go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4. 3, 2, 1, 1, 1, 1. G'day, g'day. Welcome to the sixth episode of every Aussie number one song ever, where we tune through the chart hits of Australia's past. Welcome to Maddie Doc again. Cheers, Teddy. Uh, now, Jimmy Keefe's having a spell this week in this episode. So, we have another special guest joining us. It's aspiring pro golfer Chris Surridge. <laughs> Evening, boys. Right, Hello, Chris. Maddie Doc. Lovely to be here. Thanks for coming on. Welcome. Uh, oh, absolute pleasure to be here. Looking forward to it. Now, full disclosure, Chris, uh, you're married to my grandparents' daughter's sister. <laughs> Surely there's an easy way of saying that. <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I just process that before I say yes? <laughs> yeah. Thank you're you. my uncle. Well, uh, yeah, that's a that, that, way. Yeah. Way putting it. Oh. Yes. I've known uh, you to be a big music fan over the years. Tell us... Uh, How's music in your life? How do you uh, consume and enjoy? Oh it? well, back in the day, um, <laughs> it was all. Uh, here comes the first long and pointless story. Um, <laughs> it was all really done done over radio because. Uh, oh no! Actually, you go back to uh, records, and uh, you know, sitting in the lounge room listening to mum and dad's stereo, and uh, I suppose. Uh, after a while, if you wanted to, we we did the whole, and it is true. It's not an it's not an urban myth. We did do the whole taping off the radio, um, yep. and onto a cassette tape, and and I can get a picture of one of those if you like, just so you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we used to listen to the radio and try and try and they'd introduce the song, and then you'd try and tape it so you could get a. Uh, that's how you got a mixtape together. <laughs> um, so that that was frustrating because usually mum managed to walk in at some stage and make a noise or something. And then <laughs> uh, most of the time then it was um, because I uh, grew up in the Wimmera, of course, and when drove the my first car, the, the Datsun, brown Datsun 180B with a broad beige, beige roof. Um, the chick magnets don't come much better than that. And uh, had no sound system, that just just radio. So this was VLK, which is now WM. And you just used to get Saturday nights was the charts and uh, and so that's sort of going through there. But uh, as going through high school, the uh, probably the biggest influence I think on, on music was certainly Countdown, uh, Sunday night mm. six o'clock. Yeah. So uh, and that's uh, yeah over the years just just kept listening, love, and we move into the into the uh, into the two thousands and now I've got an iPhone with playlists and. Um, Bluetooth speakers and all sorts of things. So. Yeah. The only, my main issue with that story was what I was just going to say is you've thrown the whole, oh, you guys wouldn't know what a cassette cassette player was. <laughs> my, my first car had a cassette player. So I don't know whether that means that we're old, we're, 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 we're older than you realise or what's going on there. <laughs> yeah, well, well, being Anthony's uncle, he's perpetually sort of like 14. So you just probably <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have him in that so it's it's hard to believe he's uh, yeah. yeah so sorry uh sorry sorry matty doc i yeah <laughs> I, I assume 
would um, just not have had one. Yeah, no, we, uh, that's fair. I, I was listening last week and you talked about cassettes. I've almost bought a car with an eight track cassette player in it. Um, <laughs> eight track cassettes were right up there, I think, with Betamax tapes, and <laughs> they, they were very rare. <laughs> but, uh, glad I didn't buy the car. Hold their value. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, can play, you can play a tune on the, on the guitar too, is that correct? Oh, uh, look, uh, I was thinking about that today because I thought that might come up and um, uh, I was hoping it wouldn't. Yeah, I um, I think it was, is it the scared little wee guys that do the Ford chord song or is that? Um, oh, yeah, the, sorry, I, I know what you're talking about. I don't about. think it is. A, um, I can't think of the other. I was thinking about that. That came into my head and I reckon I could play a quarter of the Ford chord song. <laughs> Not a chord of the songs, just one of the chords. I don't profess any talent there, Anthony. <laughs> no, that's all right. Well, uh, we look forward to having your experience and knowledge on the show. Ooh, thank you. <laughs> all right, let's crack in to the number one for this episode. Previously, the Easy Beats made their first appearance at number one with their apologetic sorry uh, that was for one week we're heading to november 23rd 1966 for this number one the artist is bobby darren and the song title is something that mankind has pondered since the beginning of time if i were a carpenter <laughs> the track this was maybe was that, that was maybe yeah i was gonna say that maybe that was just you that was thinking that <laughs> you never thought that but ponder that ponder, that's right up there how many roads do you have to walk down to be called a man yeah yeah yep. great uh, great questions of uh <laughs> you do grapple with the questions here don't you oh yes yep it was uh it was only number nine last week so it's it's made a big leap to uh number one you um, any knowledge of Bobby Bobby Darren, Chris? You you um, Yeah, n- no. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the long answer. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, look, at sixty six. I was six years old in sixty six. So you know, at that stage, um, yeah, he probably wasn't on my radar. No. no. Doc, Doc, you ever heard of him? Never ever have I heard of him and never I heard of the song. And <laughs> I'll go out there and say I probably won't listen to it again. So that's uh, <laughs> it's definitely it okay. was well compared the other all the other number ones have sort of been in the same sort of what that Beatles sort of tunes. This was mm. yeah, quite downbeat. <laughs> Not a fan of the downbeat songs. Oh, it just was yeah, didn't have much going for it. <laughs> All right, wasn't that, wasn't that? actually actually, <laughs> Maddie D? I've I've got I've got some stats later that makes me wonder how on earth you actually missed this song because mm. uh, I did some work and there was something like a hundred and five covers of this. Oh, really? Song since nineteen sixty six. So wow. that's an average about two a year. So the question is, how, <laughs> how did you how did you miss it? That's that's a uh, two, yeah, two, that... average of two a year is a pretty good strike, right? Yeah, the rock I live under doesn't get great um, reception. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, we'll, uh, we'll, we might get to that later. I will, I'll just uh, I'll start with a bit of a history of Bobby's quite interesting life, actually. 
He's born in 1936, East Harlem, New York. A full name, Walden Robert Casato. Uh, his mother was only 17, quite young, obviously, to have a child. So a no doubt difficult decision was made that Bobby would be raised by his grandmother. They also decided to pretend that Bobby's grandmother was his actual mother and that his maternal mother was his sister. Does that make sense? Oh, about as much sense as your introduction as me as your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it, it makes sense in the, in the term of, I understand what you're saying, but in terms of, does it make sense? No. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah anyway. Well, Bobby wouldn't, he wouldn't find out the truth until he was 32. No, pr- probably oh. back in the day, there was a fair amount of uh, social shame, I suppose. And, 17, having a baby. Yeah, no, yeah probably, true. Tough decision. Probably a, a fairly common thing. Yeah. So they grew up quite poor, uh, and unfortunately he had quite a few illnesses as a child, including rheumatic fever, uh, which weakened his heart and led to a life of health issues. He was apparently aware of his weakened heart at a young age and how it would likely lead to a shorter life. So he went full throttle on his goal to become a star by 25. He went full <laughs> throttle. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> just, that just sounded, bizarre. Yeah, sounded, sounded good. He just head first into it. Good on him. Yeah, well, he obviously uh, thought his time was going to be short. He wasn't mm. wrong, just quietly. but um, Makes the most of it. He he got the name, so he, yeah, he adopted the name Bobby Darren for stage name. He got the name Darren after getting some takeaway food from a shop that had a, had a neon sign with the word Mandarin displayed. But, <laughs> but yeah, the man was shorted out, leaving only Darren on Darren. show. <laughs> there you go. That's a, uh, good thing you didn't go to Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bobby KFC. <laughs> McDonald's. Uh, um, is it is a hamburger chain big boy or big boy's pizza? Yeah. <laughs> Bobby Big or, Boy yeah. rolled right off the tongue. Yeah. So what could have been? <laughs> Bobby, he managed to achieve his, his stardom aspirations when he had a few massive hits in 1959 and 1960. Splish Splash was his first Taking major hit. Yes. Yeah, you'd know that one. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Dream Lover. Featured in, featured in Happy Days, the Splash. Oh, there you go. Dream Lover, yeah, remember that one. Dream Lover's a good one. Doc, you know that yep. one? Yeah, I know that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware <laughs> of that. Uh, yeah, I, wouldn't have, I would have not known he sung it, but there you go. Mac the Knife. <laughs> Which is apparently a, a huge song. Uh, yes. Yeah, I, I hadn't come across that. It's quite a yeah. Uh, yeah, my, yes, I'm aware of that one. For the time, it's quite a uh, <laughs> violent song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I got to say that that will have some thoughts on the lyrics of "If I Were a Carpenter," and I think that plays nicely into that, which we can discuss later if you like. Jeez. Mm, certainly, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. its time. And uh, the other one was Beyond the Sea. It all uh, reached million, million uh, selling copies, apparently. Wow. So he was 
yeah, global star. Mm. And yeah, he was. This was in the jazz crooner cool sort of era. But Bobby was an all rounder, and through the sixties, uh, he delved into pop, rock and roll, swing, country, and folk music, as well as carving out a successful acting career. During which he met and married famous actress Sandra D. Um, that marriage didn't last too long, but they were quite the couple. And so we come to 1966, and If I Were a Carpenter, which would prove to be his last hit song. Now, fellas, if the song. It was written by a fella named Tim Harden, who uh, strangely released his own version a year after Bobby. That's not James's old man, is it? <laughs> no, no. Unrelated. <laughs> Spelt differently, actually. Yeah. Fair call. <laughs> uh, he, he died early too, didn't he? He did. He, he, uh, he was a heroin addict. So yeah. He went a slightly different way to Bobby, but hmm, was only, I think he was only late 30s. Yeah, 37, I think. Bit of a poison chalice, the song, wasn't it? You <laughs> Mm, Me I mean, two two blokes recorded. They both die young. If I was a recording artist, I'd be steering clear of this one. <laughs> yeah, well, funny you say that. I've got a bit nervous about this. I might leave you guys to the podcast. I'll catch us later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. What uh, What are your takeaways from the song, Chris? What did you think of it? Oh well, I do, look. I don't really like the song, to be honest. As in, I, I don't like the lyrics. Mm. Uh, the story. I mean, lots of people think it's a, a brilliant love story about this this poor guy who's pleading with this this woman to give up everything, this lady to give up her life and a coloured blouse and a shiny shoes to come and um, carry his pots and pans and chop his wood for him, and uh, um, she's going to give all that up and he's going to offer himself to her, which he hasn't got much to give her. I kind of, I, th- I think, you know, look. Um, I, if it was one of my daughters saying, Dad, I, I'm, I'm going to give up everything and I'm going to go off this guy who's dirt poor and hasn't really got much of a future, but uh, I, I'm just going to walk behind him and carry his stuff and help him work at 14 hours a day and and uh, I give up all this and he's going to give me his undying love. Um, I would, I'd say that's a pretty poor trade, to be honest. Um, <laughs> seems, it seems like, you know, she, she, she gets to live, live as a, a peasant and yeah, you know, he gets a, a a fantastic trophy wife, and, and mm. it's the his mates kudos for punching above his weight. So, you know, <laughs> of its time, I think you know, if I were a carpenter and you're a lady, would you marry me anyway and have my baby? Well, I think you know, <laughs> the answer is no from Chris. <laughs> <laughs> if I knew what Tinder was, I'd say swipe whatever it weighs to get rid of that bloke. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, uh, no, be a big. I didn't. No, I didn't like the. Didn't. I'm not not much of a folk music fan, anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Doc, do you have any uh, initial thoughts too? Well, yeah, I thought it was slow, and yeah, all the the lyrics. I definitely haven't read as much into it as Chris uh, there, but um, yeah, it's it's interesting there. The lyrics about yeah, that if I had basically if I had a good job, would you would you love me sort of thing? So. Yeah, what do you think? Uh, what do you think he actually is? Yeah, like what was his job? Or was he just, or, yeah. Was he an accountant? Uh, or? He, he, was, he was a tradesman, carpenter, tinker, or a uh, what a, a miller. So he's just, just this poor working man, and she, she was a lady, I think. So, so he's not asking. Yeah, he's, he's asking, asking her to give up the good, good life 
to to join him and do what he does. Oh, I thought it was more back in the day the Carpenters had all the coin and he was like, if I was a Carpenter, would you? <laughs> yeah, no, I, me, like, but... I think it's, it's sort of like a, a medieval sort of folk song type scenario. That's what I read anyway. Mm. I mean, yeah, now that may not apply because, you know, if you're a Carpenter, you've probably got a four-wheel drive Toyota uh, worth, worth close <laughs> to 60 grand and, uh, you know, you're... you're um, probably got your own business and uh, quite frankly it might be a bit of a trade up but I think back in the day when it was written <laughs> may not be yes, the case yeah. Yeah. the only other thing with the lyrics that I see is what the hell is a tinker if a tinker why am I trade <laughs> he works in metal I did oh. look up the uh, definition actually yeah what is it Ant? it was uh, something like it says something about later yeah would you still find me carrying the pots I made yeah person who travels around and fixes uh, pots and pans or something. Yeah. <laughs> Do you reckon there'd be many jobs going on Seek? I might just Google that. Just see if there's any jobs going in the tinker tinker industry. Perhaps you could, perhaps you, you could start your own business and then just, just claim um, your, 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 was it the keep? A job keeper. Job, job keeper. <laughs> <laughs> Even though there's not actually, you know, tinkering's right out there with making buggy whips nowadays. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, maybe maybe that's not a bad plan. Actually, I might take some notes. <laughs> uh, this is uh, on uh, the Google definition: a person who makes a living by travelling from place to place, mending pans and other metal utensils. <laughs> metal utensils. There you go. What? Me, me knife. Me, me forks broken. Can you um <laughs> get, get the tinker? <laughs> Better get him in. Yeah. It's midnight too. When am I going to get one at this time of night? <laughs> the do house calls. Yeah. yeah, specifically says travelling from place to place though. Doesn't have a you know, tinker workshop or something. Well, you know, I guess there's Jim's mowing. Do you reckon there's Jim's tinkering and all that sort of stuff coming <laughs> soon? Like he just comes around, mows your lawn and fix your cutlery? <laughs> I, I have to be. I wonder whether that's where it started. You'd think so. So the lady, if he, when he says... And you were, a, and you were a lady. Yeah, she's she's actually a lady. Yeah, yeah, like a you know. So I was wondering if it was like a you know, titled. Wondering if it was a secret gay anthem or something. It was it was the, if you <laughs> if you were a lady, like he's actually oh. talking to a man, or oh, probably, oh, probably yeah. before it's time to. Uh, probably wouldn't have made number one if it was a gay anthem back then. No, not not in that day. Well, no, gee. Um, I was a bit of a fan of the Everly Brothers, and I know back in and around that time, Wake Up Little Susie was a st- story about a boy and a girl f- falling asleep in the back of the cinema, and uh, they wake up and the, f- the movie's finished and they've got to go home, and that was banned on, on US radio because it was considered too racy. So I'm guessing the whole, <laughs> um, yeah, You Are a Lady bit may not may not have got much, <laughs> much of a run in 66. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. What about the music side of it? What do you take away? Pretty downbeat, as you said, Matty. Yeah, pretty downbeat. I yeah, just didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't the sort of you know there were. I couldn't find any catchy sort of tune to it or anything. It was just a yeah downbeat. Um, just on the yeah, acoustic slow, guitar. Yeah, acoustic guitar yeah. sort of thing. Um, very yeah. very little but, percussion. Yeah, and once again, just comparing it to the songs we've had the other weeks, like they've had a bit more, mm. you know, um, oomph, I guess, in the uh, in the music department. 
I didn't mind the, the strings. Had some sweeping strings in there. Did Did you watch the live Bobby Darren one done in Las Vegas where they had the jazz flute? Oh no! It was, it was very Ron Burgundy. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, nice. Watch it up a couple of points. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what about his voice? I. <laughs> When he, when he first comes in, it's almost, I thought it was a parody almost the way he, he sings um, very manly, like, if you were a lady. <laughs> <laughs> Shabona. <laughs> um, I didn't get Michael Jackson from it, but. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I don't think he did a version. <laughs> no, he might have been the one that, yeah. one of the only people who didn't. pretty much pretty much yeah um it was funny i was looking some comments they said how emotionally uh invested he was in the song and all the rest of it and i yeah didn't feel it Mm. it was yeah a good good cure for insomnia i think (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm the only one half sticking up for it is it's going pretty rough for bobby lucky he he, uh, won't be listening uh might be turned in his grave though yeah, quite possible. Also, I mean, uh, Robert Plant's version was very sort of uh, Jethro Tull type. Lots of it was was a bit more upbeat. So you might might have okay. I had a bit of a listen to that one very very briefly. Yeah, we might talk about the covers now. Mm, uh, I'll read a few out before Chris can uh, read the next hundred. Yeah, yeah, I, I got, I got. <laughs> Two pages um, of stuff here. I've categorised them, so I just wanted to hear. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> so Joan Joan Baez, uh, she's quite yep. a famous folk singer. She yes. did a uh, gender reversed version. Okay, sang it from the female point of view. Seems to be quite a. That was the same as a song a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? With the boy and the girl switched around. What? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Needle in the haystack. Mm. Yeah. Was a bit of conjecture on the lyrics at one point, but yeah, there was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly. Uh, well, did did you get the Johnny Cash and June Carter version where they actually swapped gender in the verses? Yeah, they did a Oof. duet. It was uh, yeah, pretty popular by the sounds too. Yeah, also confusing, but. <laughs> <laughs> But when you're reading the lyrics, clearly when they're singing, you know, one's a man and one's, one's a woman, then that makes it a little bit easier. But reading lyrics was very confusing. Yeah. <laughs> so that was uh, on my list of the one of the more yeah. known ones. Uh, the Four Tops did a rousing yeah. soul version. I didn't mind that one. I did listen to that. Mm-hmm. That was good. Uh, as you said, Led Zepp singer, Robert Plant, mm-hmm. and Bob Seger had a crack at it. Yep. And all right, Chris, I'll, I'll let you take it away. What have you got? All right, I'll, I'll try. I'll try to be this quick. Is ex- because... This is exciting, by the way. I've never had uh, a guest do so much research. Oh, I was reading through the cover. The covers <laughs> caught my imagination. Yeah. As I said, 105 covers listed in my research in, in like two a year. Yeah, that's, that's that's pretty out there. All right, here's our covers specialist, Chris Sarge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll try and cover this quickly. Oh. Um, yeah, I just going through this. I, I sort of started to to make some connections between some of the artists, and whatever, and and sort of you know tried to categorise. I said so. I've got a few categories I'd like to share with you in, in terms of artists. The first one uh, I thought it'd be um, 
fun to, to label each of the categories after a song. So the first one's um, see if you can guess the artist. It's it's only natural. Uh, simply read is it? Or is it only no, crowded house. Being oh, crowded house. Uh, yes, yes. Sorry, Dang. I forget yeah. you guys. I don't know anything after uh, before two thousand. Um, right here. So here's this is it's only natural. All these have natural references. So the, the artists are Bobby Books, uh. Johnny Rivers, Karen Joe Fields, Leaf Garrett. Robert Plant, Luca Bloom, Tree Adams, Lily of the West, and Peter Bailey and the Four Roses. Wow. That is very intriguing. Some very intriguing names in amongst there too. Tree Adams, wasn't it? I think he... Uh... <laughs> yeah, Tree Adams. One <laughs> <laughs> of the Adams, uh, um, I know. I know Leif Garrett. He was around in the early 80s. He was named after Viking, Leif Erickson, I think. And he had a couple of... Uh, I think he did surf in USA. Another balling colour. He was a surf guy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, speaking of, speaking of names, this is one. These are the names that really stuck out. As you know, I was almost going to say, um, you know, what the what the heck. But um, I, I've entitled this section. I've done all the dumb things. So these are the really stupid names that I think have done covers. Paul Kelly, you know that one. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you would. I've moved on. <laughs> you should know that. Um, now, I actually remember this band. I don't remember any of their work. I remember a friend at school discussing them, and it's the longest and probably stupidest name for a rock band ever. It's Dave D, Dozy, Beaky, Mick, uh, and Titch. <laughs> They've featured yeah. in our chart segment before, actually. <laughs> oh, have yeah. I? I don't, I don't know what they sang or anything, but that's a hell of a name. Yeah, they <laughs> came up. Yeah, they're, they're, in the, they're in there this week. Bendit, 28. <laughs> there is, is a chance. Bend, bend it, shape it any way you want it. I've got no idea how, how it goes. <laughs> no, there, but, uh, yeah, Dave, Dave D, Dozy, Beaker, Mick, and Titch, the boys. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was because I was I was watching, um, and my memory goes the the uh, the Queen, um, the show about Queen. What's the name of the film? Elizabeth, I think you're talking. No, no, the the rock band, Beyonce, oh. Bohemian Rhapsody. That was it, <laughs> Beyonce. <laughs> okay, uh, and I forgot my son. No, they. I remember they said about Bohemian Rhapsody that 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 it never never sell and never do any good. It was too long, and I immediately thought of the name of that band, and I thought, I wonder if there's some record exec going, yeah, you'll never make it, boys. That band name is just ridiculous. It's too long. But anyway, it's actually. As it's it's probably one of the better ones. In '69, a bloke by the name of Cook E. Jar did a cover. '72 oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, was Chicken Shack. Okay. He he also got his name from um, a local takeaway restaurant. Yeah. I think, too. <laughs> he's he's gone full full Bobby Darren on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next one I just was it's it's the the, the beat is B E A T, but I just thought of Dwight Schrute straight away. There was a group called Beat Farmers. Oh. Beat Farmers. The Beat Farmers. So <laughs> um, anyway, uh, one called Slim Man. I don't know whether it's meant to be in relation to his man was his surname and Slim was his first name, or was a comment on his on his weight. Um, I like this one, but I wouldn't use it as a but a band name. That's the seldom seen. I mean. <laughs> Scene spelled. Scene is S C E N E. Yeah, yeah, very good. Not bad. Yeah, that's yeah. I like. 
if the lead singer had a lisp too, trying to um, describe, <laughs> that wouldn't be real easy either. <laughs> I, I, th- I think they uh, they rejected the other band name they were going to go with, which was the the, the B sharps. Um, anyway, uh, there's the gloomies. I reckon. Gloomies. The gloomies. Why would oh, that? The gloomies. Yeah, go on. So that's and another guy just went by the name of Bruce. Oh, respect. <laughs> that's great. In sixty hours, released by Bruce. Um, now this, I found this one. This is um, again. Uh, next session is called Money, Money, Money. I'll try and move on. Um, it just amused me in, that in uh, what have I got there? 2014, a guy by the name of, uh, I reckon he might have put a bit of money in the production, didn't make much money because his name was Owen Moore. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the kicker, the very next year, and I reckon these boys might have been given the the massive big uh, middle digit to Owen Moore, a group called the Cash Bags may have released a version. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon they might have done all right. Uh, uh, moving very quickly, I've got this uh, with the help of my friends. Uh, a couple of feats, and I love the names. Mo- the Mugglestone Review featuring Margareth Cramera. They did a version, um, <laughs> one of the early features. And I like this one because you've got a really sort of hip name put together with the name you wouldn't called exactly hip it's jcp featuring gordon griffin <laughs> gordon, griffin, gordon griffin. griffin gordon griffin gg yeah so <laughs> you just <laughs> and uh what are we, okay um, is, there, yeah, there is impressive. there is a uh, last one this is called hollywood nights bob bob Seger reference oh. uh, a couple of movie stars did a version Earl ives okay oh, earl 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 ives what yes. I thought, yeah, I, I thought you said Earl, so I've, yeah. No, no, Earl. Earl Ives, no, no. The next one you'll know, Leonard Nimoy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Leonard Nimoy did a cover. What? Yeah, 1968. On, hey? on um, Star Trek or not? Star Trek, yeah. Mr. On, Spock. Did he do did it on there? Did a cover of Oliver Carpenter. Did he, he didn't do it for the show or just, no, uh, for his own benefit? I can't imagine there'd be much <laughs> use for Carpenters on the Starship <laughs> Enterprise. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Lots of metal. You might need a tinker. <laughs> yeah, a few tinkers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, this one's a controversial one. Kevin Spacey. He he, he he was with John John Wilson in the orchestra. So you know. Mm. Kevin Spacey. There you go. I'll talk yeah. more about that a bit later. A bit okay. Right. That. Okay. Answers on that one. All right. Quick. Quick. Um, and the last one's called uh, uh, "We Are Family." Oh. One of Davo's favourite songs. Yeah, uh, leading off with Lester Flat and Earl Scruggs in '68 did a, did a cover, and then in '70 Gary Re- Gary and Randy Scruggs did a cover. Oh, so the Scruggs. Oh. Yeah, they they were pretty good. And <laughs> the, the last one, which is one I remember, uh, Swanee John Swan did a cover yeah. in '81. So, and David Campbell did a did a cover in, and I'm going to be you there. Um, but anyway, that was, that was a bit later on, obviously. Swanee, Jimmy Barnes' brother. David Campbell, Jimmy Barnes' son. There you go. That's A plus, Chris. Thanks for that. Yeah, Swanee, you told me about him in the... Um, we had a bit of a chat before recording. Yeah. Oh, I'd never heard of Swanee, Jimmy Barnes' brother. Yeah, John Swan. Yeah, he... You uh, ever heard of him, Doc? Never in my life have I heard of him. <laughs> yep. No, that's oh, a new one for me. Did, did a bit of looking up. A uh, couple of hits. 
He, yeah. he had a couple of hits in the early 80s and then sort of faded off into the distance a bit. And he, but this, he had a couple. Uh, his cover kick-started him, his career. Yeah, it did. I read. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, got to number five, I think. Yeah. In the Australian charts. That's crazy. And then he, had, uh, he was also with the group of, I got distracted again. Uh, he, he played a lot with the party boys who had uh, Kevin Borich, James Rain, Richard Clapton, <laughs> Joe Walsh from the Eagles, Alan Lancaster of Status Quo Fame, and Shirley Strong from the Skyhooks. Yeah. And they, they did get a number one, I did notice, actually, the party boys. Yeah. So, uh, Was that Step On You? I can't remember what the song was. Yeah. It doesn't ring a bell, but probably. You'd I could be wrong on that one too. Yeah. yeah so anyway, yeah, he was. He was. Uh, we saw him at the. I was telling um, Ants before we saw him at the uh, the Horsham Indoor Tennis Centre years ago. <laughs> Jeez, they uh, really made it then. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, they had a really. Um, yeah, as I said, uh, my ears are still bleeding from that. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Swanee. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's it in terms of the covers. That's that's what I got with a little bit of research. And out of all of those, Chris, which one was your favourite? Um, <laughs> you listened to them all, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I actually spent this afternoon listening to 105 covers of, of If I Were a um, And uh, look, I'll, I'll be honest, uh, I actually thought Swanee's was... The, the best version I came across. I, I listened to Robert Plant. That was a little bit sort of, you know, uh, Morris dancing. But, um, yeah, I reckon Swanee's covers are pretty pretty damn good. What did, he, what did he do? Had a bit of Aussie uh, pub rock or something? What, what yeah, it? yeah, but yeah. But yeah, good, good. Just sing Jimmy Barnes. His voice yeah. is very similar to Jimmy Barnes. He sort of belted it out. He... he, uh, he Ah, yeah, the, with a with the, probably a little more credibility than the Bobby Darren, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. See, I could understand if someone with that Jimmy Barnes sort of blokey voice has it, and if I was a carpenter, you'd be like, "Yeah, good on you, mate. You know, you're going to be a trader. You, you get an yeah. apprenticeship. Good, good stuff." But yeah, Bobby Wallace didn't have quite the voice for it. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you, Maddie. Very good. So even even Robert Plant, who's a lead singer Led Zeppelin, his version's a little bit, yeah, you know, yeah, just it's it's nice and it's soft and it just has not gutsy enough for my liking. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. Mm. Yeah, very good. I'm still waiting on a Tin Leeds version, but uh, <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> well, look, it must must be time for someone to re-release something because uh, you know hasn't been hasn't been a cover hasn't been done for a little while. Yeah, true. I think there's a gap in the market. <laughs> well, we might. Well, yeah. uh, I was just going to say, Chris could play play his one chord, and we could sing over it, and we'd probably oh, have it covered. We could do a do a cover yeah. at the end. Right. I don't. Sorry, <laughs> I'm happy I'm, to record I'm, that. Yeah, <laughs> we can do that. Someone should, because I again just going to the to the figures, and the figures never lie. Nineteen sixty-eight, fifteen versions released. 1969, 12 versions, 1970, 12 versions. So of the 105, uh, somewhere around 40 of them <laughs> were done in three years. Gone straight out, yeah. Yeah. So they uh, capitalised on the uh, It's sort of like the NCIS of, uh, of music, isn't it? Just, <laughs> just keep pumping out the, pumping out the spin-off. Uh, well... <laughs> NCIS did get a mention the other week too, didn't it? On the other episode. <laughs> it did, yeah. Oh, yeah. What Harry was Gibbs. it? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, he was injured. Jimmy Keith like, thought he was uh, yeah, the BGs, you know, NCIS or something. But anyway, yeah, we <laughs> we might uh, move on and we'll give uh, we'll give this song a rating, the Bobby Darren version. Chris, as a guest, you can. Go okay, my first yeah. rating. Ooh. Uh look, I'd, I'd have to go with four. I said, put, put me to sleep. A bit. But yeah. I did. Um, I think I'm on with uh, Davo on the whole idea. I, I just, I just didn't feel it. Yep. Doc. Well, I'd first like to just compare Chris's research compared to mine. I listened to the song once at lunchtime today, and then I opened up two <laughs> websites about three minutes before we started um, recording. So. We're pretty similar with our research. Are you going to come back to the same score just a bit? Nah, might have be lower than that. I'm at. <laughs> oh, look. In all honesty, I'm I'm going a big fat one. I did not enjoy it. <laughs> well, Jeez. Yep. Take that, Bobby. Yep. Suck on that, Bobby. Yeah, I'm going to say there's a lady on YouTube who would take exception to that. I think uh, Doc, because she she thought she was crying when she was listening to it. Yeah. Perhaps she just didn't think it was very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, well, that might be me in tears. That, yeah, not liking it, but yeah, I'm going right down the bottom. I'll give it one. Well, okay, I'm going to go halfway and a five. I it grew on me a little bit. I listened to it a few times. Yes, yeah. it's basically the strings though that got me. I'll give it a five. Yeah, a bit like the song ants. That's just a pretty soft response, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's neither here nor there. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to add it to any playlist, that's for sure. Sitting on the fence. <laughs> Square on it. In case <laughs> any of uh, Bobby's uh, relatives are listening. They're fans. <laughs> and fans. Fan. I'm sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure his fan will be listening to a podcast. <laughs> hey, he got to number one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. We'll... Uh, I'll give you a bit more trivia on that, Mr. Bobby Darren. Uh, that that song, uh, his version actually appeared in a Sopranos episode too. Really? Hmm. Are you a Sopranos fan? Uh, no, no, I don't like that sort of high opera singing stuff. Um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I never, never got into the series, to be honest. I, I was, I think... Um, like a lot of things, I was probably raising kids, so my mm. TV experience never extended much beyond the Wiggles in play school for a lot of years. wasn't much of a kid's show, was it? <laughs> no, uh, no. Yeah, no. probably a fair, fair call. Yeah. Fair call, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, so Bobby, after uh, sort of uh, late 60s, he, he became more political and he toured with Robert F. Kennedy on his presidential campaign in 1968. And he was there the night probably got uh, assassinated. Cleared. Not a suspect. Who <laughs> <laughs> was he on the grassy knoll? No, that, that was, that yeah. was John. That was, was the other. Yeah. yeah. I'm, again, I, I come back to that, and I've written it on my notebook here, Poison Chalice. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Um, Tim Harden writes a song, dies at 37. Yeah, Bobby Darren releases a song, dies early. Bobby Darren sings a song to Robert Kennedy. He gets shot. It's just, <laughs> Matty Doc, I'm just, I'm just starting yeah. to feel uh, that the, the, the idea of perhaps not doing the podcast might have been a good idea. 
Yeah, and I'm concerned because I'm not 37 yet, so I've got a couple of years left, and then I'm then I'm cooked. But yeah, anyway, I've had a good run. <laughs> well, if you do cark it here, we could say you died died what you love doing. Yeah, we'll wait till next Talk week when show. it's a song or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, as as we've touched on, unfortunately, Bobby's health caught up with him, and he he died at age 37. Uh, in hospital after another round of open heart surgery. Good fellow, though. His final wish was to have his body donated to science. That's nice. Back on the Kevin Spacey link. So, yeah, in 2004, he directed and starred in a movie based on Bobby's life, biopic. Kevin played Bobby. Really? Yeah. What was it called? It was called Beyond the Sea. Huh. Hmm. It's very yeah. Didn't get a lot of traction apparently, but Kev did get. He got nominated for a Golden Globe, I think. Okay. And he sang it all himself. Yeah. Wow. Which is probably where that cover. And he and he and he managed to keep his hand to himself throughout the production. Oh, I won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't think, yeah, you'll see much of it nowadays, but there you go. Yeah. See much of what? What's that? See much of what? Oh, I don't think you'll be seeing it much. He's probably been cut from Netflix and wherever else it would have oh, been yeah. showing on best, and he wouldn't be, uh, yeah, not many of his shows get much, um, yeah, life nowadays. And then just on David Campbell again, so Jimmy Barnes' son, in 2016, he was in the musical based on. He was Bobby in a musical based on Bobby's life, premiered in Sydney. And, yeah, David, so he actually had a similar upbringing to Bobby in that well, David didn't know Jimmy Barnes was his dad for a while. Mm. And, uh, yeah, David was brought up by his grandmother and believed his mother was his sister as well. Wow. So he found out. A bit earlier than Bobby did. He was David was only ten when he found out the truth. But okay, perfect for that role was the comment I saw. Or you would say, yeah. And lastly, just a question without notice with that: How many people died after doing the show? (laughs) The musical. (laughs) Well, yeah, I didn't. Research that. <laughs> None of the actors, um, Davo, but I believe large sections of the audience were found yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the next day. But, you know, uh, all died of natural causes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, lastly, Bobby is a member of the following uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the Songwriters Hall of Fame in the US. This is. Mm. Uh, he also has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and Las Vegas Walk of Stars, and he has a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award. So, yeah, 37 years old, he he's he achieved quite a bit. Yeah, he crammed in a lot, didn't he? Mm. So, you could all take a lesson there, probably. <laughs> yeah. Don't die young. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's my takeaway. Yeah. Hang on, hang on, I'm just getting a bit of paper. Can you say that again? <laughs> Don't. Don't die young. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, look, if, if you lose a bit of paper, I'll put it on my gravestone one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Thanks. <laughs> uh, 
Someone said that you, know, you can write this one down too, Doc. Secret to a long life is don't die. Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> That's a good one too. <laughs> uh, he's got a lot of wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We might uh, we might head to the charts. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, big Bobby's jumped from number nine this week uh, up to up to number one. Easy beats with sorry last week at number one have, have dropped to number two. Um, Winchester Cathedral has um is is gone to number three. So um, I remember that song. Yeah, you like that one, Chris? Um, oh, look, it's a catchy little tune. It's um sort of yeah, got a jaunty feel about it. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, number number four was Lady Godiva. So that was the number one a couple of weeks ago. And then uh, the BGs at number five. But, yeah, this week um, there was no new entries once again. So, yeah, I think, yeah, the only name that we've already touched on, Dave, D, Dozzy, Becky, Mick and Titch, they're still uh, still on there. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah but, uh, yeah, I think quite a few of the previous number ones are still lurking about the list. But, yeah, nothing of uh, note in terms of big big jumps or big drops or anything like that. It's pretty uh, stagnant. And I think, as we said, uh, was it last week, we sort of seemed to be the first week of the month seems to be when all hell breaks loose on the charts. So, yeah, we're the 23rd of November, so we're we're at the back end of the month, so it seems to be a bit more stable. Well, I don't, uh, don't want to tell you how to do your job or anything, Doc, but I don't know if you noticed this. From 15 onwards, there was no movement from 15 to 40. All the oh, songs no. were the same position. Yeah, that's as the previous yeah. week. <laughs> you can tell me how to do my job. I probably need a bit of help, so that's much appreciated. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's a fair effort, isn't there? Nothing else moving, and yeah, there's yeah the bit of the, the top fifteen though have jumped around a little bit. But yeah, from fifteen mm. onwards, it's like the bloke who was doing it because it was just some guy for the paper, wasn't he? He's just got sick of being like, oh, they'll just who's going to count them? Come on, audit yeah. me. Yeah. You definitely get the sense that they're yeah, still working things out. Yep, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'll just go to the following week in the charts because uh, the Easy Beats actually jumped back up there with Sorry. Oh, and speaking of the next week, I've just had a look. Nothing changes from one and two. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the only two, the top two shows. And that's <laughs> oh, all. That right. is someone has just given so, up. That's close enough. I've done it. Yeah. <laughs> it was like on, he was on holidays or something just like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I like that Dove. It was on holidays, just just make yeah. something up and uh, get back. <laughs> now I'm gonna introduce something new here, guys. All right. I'm going to show you the chart next week, which will reveal our next number one, but I don't want you to give away exactly what it is. You can uh, maybe, you know, give a little hint and uh you can react. But uh, let's try right. to keep Keep it under wraps. Mm. Ooh. Okay. I had that record. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Enjoyed it then? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, loved it. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, EP. Yep. Which is a little one. Doc, are you aware of that song? I haven't heard it. I've I've had the issue before, but I, um, I've, I've never <laughs> heard the song yet because... <laughs> It's a very, I guess, to not try and give too much away, but it's a common thing that people, it could happen to people, isn't it? As opposed to, mm, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if the lyrics are all dark and it's a metaphor or something like that, but 
I can tell you, uh, Matty, it is a metaphor. Okay. Mm. Metaphor, yeah. It's a very, it's, it's, it's a, the, the story's one, a broken hearted one, broken hearted guy. Mm. Um, and that's his, you know, he basically he's shutting the world out. Hey. Mm. I don't want to know. Hey, there you go. I'm just here with my pain, my grief. I'm finding it hard to talk now. I'm just getting a bit emotional about it. So, <laughs> I reckon you would have heard it, Doc, if you if you uh, take yeah, a listen. Yeah, fair enough. I'll have a have a squeeze. Yeah. Mm. But uh, yeah, we'll leave that for next episode. Mm. Now we're going to uh, play the song. Let's play the damn song. Now it's time to play the song. If I were a carpenter, this episode. And Chris, our special guest, you've been working on something a little special for us. Well, I'm, I'm glad you asked, Anthony, because, yes, um, but dabbling in woodwork in my spare time as I do, I felt it would be really good to, uh, you know, in keeping with the whole carpentry theme um, mm. of tonight, that I'd, I'd like to sort of do a performance of the song using um, the tools of the trade, as it were. Uh, Very good. Now, I've relocated to my shed, okay, so I've got everything on hand here. Um, initially, I was going to play my, my panel saw using a violin bow. Uh, I don't know if you've heard that done before. It's, it's really irritating. Um, <laughs> but instead, what, what I thought I'd go with is I've, I've, a couple of blocks of wood, something simple, a couple of blocks of wood to, to keep time, um, you know, give it that, that sort of basic medieval you know, peasant mm. carpenter type feel, and um, and I'll just sing along as I as I hit the blocks of wood, which you know, it's pretty appropriate. The only thing is, I've just got, I've got one long bit of wood at the moment. Clearly, it's very hard to hit one bit of wood against itself. Mm, the sound so of I've one wood. Cut that in two. Yeah, yeah. So uh, just I'll just pop away from the, the here, and I've just got to go and grab the the, the saw. Or I'll probably use a power saw because just they'll get done quickly. All right. Or quickly, and then I'll cut that board into. Then, then I'll be able to do the whole banging the blocks together. Okay, we'll uh, yeah. Just I've just got a, a plug in. I'll, I'll be back, and I'll just zip over to the other side of the shed. Um, okay, I'm back. Um, I've just got the power, so I'm just getting it down out of the shelf. Okay, and oh, oh damn it! I'm just, oh, I'm sorry. Curse you, right? What's happening? My shed's not very old. Just, oh. uh, I've just dropped some things out of that. Just a couple of chisels. One's in the floor. I'm fine. Okay. Um, but uh, okay, okay. the hammer may have hit my hand, but I'm okay, right? And okay. Phew. So anyway, I've got the saw. I'm about to turn it on, so you might want to turn the mics on down. So, okay, you ready? Yes. Okay, turning on now. Power saw and two blocks. Oh, damn it. Oh. oh. What is that? No, that's not blood, is it? Oh my goodness! Put something on it. That's an artery and everything. I'm, I'm, guys, I'm sort of bleeding. Can you call nine one triple zero? Okay, yeah, just put something on it. Stop the bleeding. Far out. Okay. Yeah, it's not good, guys. Oh, thanks for having. Okay, the curse continues. Oh no, Bobby Tapper's done another. Well, thanks everyone for listening. We'll have to wrap it up quickly again. Chris, go and get some help, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks, fellas. Gotcha. Thanks, Paul.
you're still here. Wow. Well done. You made it to the end. Thanks for listening. If you want to link up via the socials, search for every Aussie number one song ever on Facebook and Instagram. Or chuck us an email at everyoznno1 at gmail.com. That's every A-U-S-N-O and the number one at gmail.com. We would love to hear any anecdotes or facts and figures about the songs and artists. Cheers.